0: This is the DayZero update for August 4th, 2019. I'm Felipe and Alpha. I'm Patrick Mifflin.
1: I'm Brandon Parkins.
2: And I'm Chris Oloji.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's been an Evolicious week. Uh, nice, nice way to cap off the weekend, I would say. It has been one of the better Evos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still going on. I mean, there's, uh, what, still a lot to go today.
3: Yeah, Blaze Blue Top Eight's going on right now. I've actually got it on my TV. Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, we got some stuff to talk about because there were some actual news items this week. And uh so yeah, we'll we'll get to that, but before we do we have some games to talk about. Mostly free ones. And uh yeah, so let's start with uh August's PlayStation Plus and uh games with uh, gold uh entries. And uh for PlayStation Plus, uh the two game per month thing continues. So you've got uh, Wipeout Omega Collection, which, well, uh, if I didn't have it, would be a great addition.
3: Uh, I welcome it because um, I I now own the game and I have the option to not use the disc. So I I win both ways.
0: Yeah. So, so there's that.
2: It's also a good PlayStation VR game.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. And uh, so you know, and a lot of more people are going to get their chance to. You know, play a really good Wipeout game, so Mm, you can't really go wrong there. And then uh, we got uh, Sniper Elite 4, which is the second title.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, It's kind of a, not really open world, but it gives you like big, large environments to uh, try to take out Nazis in. Lots of like like, Mortal Kombat X-Ray style uh, (laughs) takeouts, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So this is definitely one one to download. Uh, it's it's right up our alley, anyway. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
2: And lots of good stealth and uh, finding the best ways uh, to shoot Nazis.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, for the Xbox One, uh, you've got, uh, well, four titles to uh, choose from this month. Well, choose from. You can just download all of them. They're free. Okay, so starting off with uh, Gears of War 4. If you haven't played yeah. that one yet.
2: Mm. It's it's kind of a weird addition because it's already in Game Pass. If you're paying for Game Pass Ultimate with the uh, the gold in it,
0: yeah,
2: uh, you essentially already have this game, most likely. Yeah. It's like just changing the terms of ownership from not at all to kind as of still not at all. <laughs> as long as you're subscribed. Which is yeah. the same as yeah. same. when your Game Pass Ultimate ends, so... It's kind of just like, eh. I guess good for people to just have gold, but yeah. With the uh, with the way that they've uh, offered those cheap like one dollar offers to join Ultimates, it kind of seems like a, a catch there. Yeah,
0: it's weird because um, I'm I i do not think Microsoft rotates their their own titles out of Game Pass. I think they just stay there. So- no. Yeah, it doesn't seem... Uh... It would be bullshit if they did. Yeah, because I could understand if you give it uh, with gold and then you have it as part of your subscription, but if it's just going to stay there in Game Pass, then I don't <laughs> see much point. Yeah. Uh, so there's so there's that. Uh, later in the month, uh, you got uh, Forge of Six, so odd that they would go yeah. with that one.
2: Well, they haven't given out... They gave out five a while ago, so I guess six, which... I guess probably means it's gonna be delisted at some point in the near future. Probably. It's what they did with Forza Horizon two. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh that's gonna be going away later this year, maybe? Hmm. Could be. And they don't really announce that stuff ahead of time either, so Nope and uh I, I do like they they list it here as like a ninety nine dollar uh retail value in the uh, article.
0: That's a that's an error. (laughs) Okay. On the on the I was like, what?
2: What (laughs) world is this in? That this, uh, what is it? Five year old game, something like that. Four year old game.
3: Yeah. Wasn't there a ninety nine dollar edition?
0: There was.
2: Probably at some point.
0: Yeah.
2: See, compare edition. I know
0: because I bought it.
2: Yeah, the (laughs) max is fifty bucks hmm. for the ultimate edition.
0: Yeah. So,
2: uh but thinking
3: yeah.
0: that's what they're referencing, yeah, well, if you look up at the at the image, the uh, price was there, and it's correct, so yeah, uh then uh, for the xbox three sixty via b c uh you've got uh uh Torchlight, which is being given away uh, like all over the place right now,
2: and about a month away from when the second game releases on xbox one
0: yeah. I am generally lo- looking forward to playing Torchlight 2 on the console, finally.
2: Yeah, because that first one was really good. It's a shame it was only on Xbox 360. Yeah. Because uh, it basically released, and that was the last we ever heard of it. Yeah. It got it updated played.
0: a couple of times, and then it's like it never existed anymore.
2: So, yeah. And right. that's, that's a good game. The only problem is it's one town. And like at least on Steam, all the achievements are... Do this thing this amount of times. Now yeah. I'll do it a thousand times. Now a million times. It's like, oh my god, I don't want to fish that much.
0: Yeah, the, the achievements on the 360 were exactly the same. So,
2: and it's like, oh god.
0: Yeah. It was easy, like. Yeah. Well, but it just. But if it you out.
2: didn't, you know, just die of uh, tedium. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hmm. I remember playing it again once. It got on Xbox One. It's like, oh yeah, I remember why I didn't. I stopped around this time because it's like I'm still in the middle of a dungeon. Uh, the coolest thing is that you have like a pet that you can just say like, "Here's all the the junk I have. Go and uh, sell it."
0: Yeah,
2: and like you don't have to necessarily uh, portal out of towns yeah. or out of dungeons back to town to sell stuff.
0: Yeah, that was a nice
2: addition, which which like nobody else really does mm. still.
0: There's that, and then uh, the final game for the Xbox 360 is uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, the first one, Uh, and I would say the better of the two. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah. solid. That
1: one's actually
2: worth playing.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, All I
2: know is you got to call Zobek. Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, this was the one that Kojima worked on. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) So. A little bit.
2: Yeah. There's all it. the guys like, that's Castlevania enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: These guys yeah. have worked on, I guess, the second game and the the weird DS spinoff. Yeah. Tried to be like a 2D uh, Castlevania game. But really wasn't.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, decent month. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish PS Plus would add a couple more. At least one more would be nice, but else?
2: Technically, you got three games with. Uh, Wipeout. Yeah, three campaigns essentially. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking game there.
0: That's a lot of wipeout. Yeah.
2: So the crazy thing is, if you owned, uh, I think if you owned HD and the Fury expansion on PS3,
0: hmm.
2: if you got twenty forty-eight, I think that was the Vita one.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, you got those two campaigns from the PSR game added for free by a cross-buy.
0: Hmm.
2: It's like okay, now suddenly your one game just multiplied into three.
0: <laughs> well. Well I like did have those.
2: Separate cool. trophy lists and all that. And yeah. it's like, oh. This is ridiculous.
0: Alright, so we'll get into what we've been playing this week and uh for me, well still ticking off bloodstained, enjoying that. Uh not much to say there. Uh I've been uh playing a game I'm embargoed on. We'll talk on talk about that extensively probably next week. Uh, I expect the review will probably be out Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, depends on how quickly I can get that in there. Uh, apart from that, well, I've been playing Samurai Showdown. Yeah. Now that I have had some time to actually sit down and play this game, there is something here that I haven't felt in a fighting game in decades. There is just... Right? Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, there is, there's just a feel to this game that I have... It, it really reminds me, not just of the original Samurai Showdowns, uh, but of that whole ethos uh, of the time, where basically damage is actual fucking damage in this game. Oh yes. Uh, so it and it's one of those games where yeah, if you want to like tinker around with frame data and stuff, but y- y- you could do that if you feel like it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. But it's like it. It's one of those games where you can actually really feel your way through it. Um, yep. Yeah, it's... it's And it's awesome. I think the producer had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, Neo-G. <laughs> We're wondering what was going to happen when he uh, showed up at SNK. Apparently, good things. Yeah, he literally yep. went there to make this game, and it shows. <laughs> yeah. It's uh if I mean if this is the direction that SNK is is going, <laughs> I'm all for this. Yeah. Um. So let's uh let's get Garo uh sequel done, please. Yeah. So. And how about that top eight? Yeah. Oh, that is a lot of old time vets
1: <laughs> in in, yep. in, that,
0: in that top eight from many different communities
3: and just. Really high quality samurai showdown
0: played. Yeah, um, so I was really, uh, really, really intrigued by by this game. I'm going to spend a lot more time mm-hmm. with this one. I, su- I suspect. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got. A, I really like Nakaruru in this game. Uh, I think her her inputs were simplified a little bit, and that actually plays uh, well for her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't have to do uh, half circle back for uh, you know for the bird anymore. Uh, so that's nice. It's just quarter
3: circle now, thankfully. Yeah, wait until you uh, start getting into crazy shit like resets. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, I suspect I'm going to enjoy that a lot. I'm also wanting wanting to put some time into Charlotte. Um, I yeah. always enjoyed her uh, in the original series, and you well, know, uh, from what I've been seeing on stream, it's like yeah, she's pretty badass in this game. So. Yep.
1: Have you tried Darlie yet?
0: <laughs> Not yet. All right. Yeah. So
1: she's the one. that's like when as soon as I get this game, it's like, yeah, I, I think I'll uh, probably main her because. I mean, damn! Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: a Bit of an undertaking to learn her, from what I understand. I haven't tried, but yeah. Um. You know, the, there was uh, something challenge like,
1: I'm so. willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Um. So yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Pat?
1: Well, uh
3: I'll skip over my usual Shadowbringers because it's Evo week, and all I've really been doing is, um, you know, obligatory logins to do my dailies and shit. But, mm. um, Evo has definitely got me back into the spirit of playing fighting games, and oh my god, there's a there's a bunch of them that I definitely need to play a lot more. And, um, Samurai Showdown is one of them, as you already mentioned. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 is another. Hmm. And, yeah, um, those two games definitely got a lot more of my attention, um, coming out of EVO than they had going in. So, Hmm. and this is, um, this is coming from somebody who was going to enter Samurai Showdown. Hmm. So, um... Other than that, I've just been focusing on site stuff. Um, I, the World Warriors overhaul it has been announced, and the, the groundwork is now being laid. Um, the initial updates are going to be a, a span of several days, I'm sure. Hmm. But I look forward to the um, to the effort, and I'll be talking more about it
0: uh, later in the show. All right. I uh, don't know if Brandon's back yet, but if he is, uh, I'm here. Okay, uh, what you got?
1: Um, uh, uh, well, fire emblem, three houses. That's been the <laughs> primary, uh, primary gaming experience I've been doing. Uh, <laughs> at the expense of everything else. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> sometimes like, you do. Yeah, that's that's what you do. Yeah. Uh,
1: so. Um, but yeah, so. I'm actually now into part two. Oh. Which is when the, you know, after the time skip happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to actually have to, uh, fight some of the former students on the battlefield. Mm. <laughs> which is not a good feeling. <laughs> um, because they're absolutely sad to see you there and they really don't want to fight you, but mm. they kind of have to. Yeah. Um, but basically I, I don't know if I told anybody else. Uh the person the uh, house I ended up going with was uh the Black Eagles, you know, for the Arbonian Empire. Yeah. Um <laughs> with Edelgard. Mm. And um yeah, it's uh her whole story arc is amazing, to be frank.
0: Mm. Uh
1: she is very much like a female medieval version of Char. Mm. Um and basically you know her whole thing that she wants to do in this game is she wants to completely abolish the concept of the nobility and she wants to eliminate the use of crests which in this game crests are sort of what uh kind of define both what what your possible like magical abilities might be and it also depends on whether or not you might be uh, might be eligible for a throne. Hmm. Um, now, she apparently does have a crest, but apparently it wasn't natural. It was forced onto her through some weird experimentation thing when she was a young girl. So, as you can guess, she is not only very unhappy with both her family, but also with the overall Church of Saros. Hmm. Uh, and basically when you play uh, the Empire story arc, what happens is uh, you find out some things about the church that are not entirely pleasant, and you basically end up invading uh, Garrick Mach, which is the monastery that you originally were teaching and living in where the Officers' Academy was and taking it over – And so the church then flees over into the kingdom of Fargus and allies themselves with them. Which means now that you're also fighting against Dimitri. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just a lot of shit happens in a very short amount of time. Mm. Um, It's a great game. It's it's an amazing game. It really is.
0: Yeah.
1: I absolutely see myself after finishing this. I'm probably going to immediately go and start another storyline
3: yeah.
1: with a different house because it's that good. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. It's just uh, not really much I can add there until I'm finished with it. Which, you know, probably, I'm. Probably I've already kind of. Yeah, I've already kind of started my review now. Hmm. Um. So, you know, I'll. As I go along, I'll add more to it, and hopefully, I won't be fin- it won't be too long before I finish it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, at this point, absolutely recommend four out of five, four point five out of five. It's that good. Sweet. Yeah.
0: All right. So, of so. course, how about you?
2: Uh, yeah. So last night on the stream, we played the Church in the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Which was a game I was curious to check out because it was uh, an interesting uh, kind of premise. Yeah, uh, it's set in the seventies. I think give you a little bit of story backstory uh, before you start uh, about a group called the uh, Collective Justice Mission that's set up in Oakland. Uh, that are yeah. uh, kind of fed up with. Uh, the U.S. at that point kind of decide mm-hmm. to relocate their whole congregation to South America uh, to set up this you know, and uh, <laughs> you know, set up this whole f- uh, town called Freedom Town. Mm-hmm. That uh, and different playthroughs they change uh, some of the motivations of the the preachers mm-hmm. that can sort of change how some of the ways that people interact with you uh, do. Not the the general people that are in the town. Mm-hmm. That have the, uh, they all have guns for the most part, from what I can see. Um, and yeah, you're kind of playing the role of this person who is going in to rescue their nephew Alex. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you get there, like sometimes he may not want to go, sometimes he will. Uh, I completed one run on the stream and tried for another. Uh, it ultimately failed because I tried to. Uh, getting contact with one of the the leaders of the cult mm. uh and they have a ton of dudes around them all the time yep uh so uh they ended up wanting me to shoot them essentially. It's like you came here to shoot me, why don't you just go ahead and do it and I got shot mm. uh, by the other dudes but uh yeah, from looking it up uh this wasn't from anybody that worked on the bioware ga- uh the BioShock games, but uh, from a guy named uh what was it? I was just looking at it. Uh, crap, I just lost it. <laughs> uh Richard Rouse the hmm. Third, who uh worked on the uh the two suffering games. Okay. Uh went to work at Microsoft for a bit and at Ubisoft. Uh worked on I think Rainbow Six Patriots. Uh before that got shut down and then turned into Siege. Mm. Uh, and sort of went on to work on this game. And so it's kind of a stealth game, but at least on the the, the easier difficulties, it's not a very challenging one, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about managing your uh, positioning in regards to other people's vision cones. So you can hold down uh, on PlayStation the circle button, and you sort of go into like a, a slow walk, uh, sort of crouch kind of mode where you can see the other's uh, vision cones. I think if you go on the easiest one, those are all on by, by default. Hmm. Uh, I kind of wish you could just kind of toggle into it instead of having to hold down the button the whole time just to make it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, you're kind of managing just getting around them, avoiding them. You can throw rocks to distract people. And sometimes uh, you can get a little bit... Uh, uh, wonky with that stuff because they might end up deciding like, oh, we're going to see it on opposite sides of the rock and essentially give you like no way to get past some of these areas yeah. without throwing a few more rocks to try and guide them somewhere else. Uh, it's fairly simplistic on these easier difficulties in that basically if you uh, end up walking into somebody's vision cone, you basically just need to run away. Mm-hmm. And eventually they'll just lose interest and in chasing you down. Hmm. and the game doesn't necessarily just uh, spell out some of its mechanics as well as it should because everybody has different colored uh, vision cones. And so I figured Hmm. out eventually like the red ones are the guys that are most trigger happy to go start shooting at you right away. Uh, But it goes all the way down to green, which are the ones that you can talk to who are not hostile at all. Hmm. Um, And those are typically the the people that you – want to meet up with in the, the freedom town to who will give you like a location for where your nephew Alex will be. Mm -hmm. Uh, and usually the first time it gives you like a general area where you might be at. As you talk to more, uh, you can get narrowed down like either two or three people. Generally it takes to get it narrowed down to a specific spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, that makes it a lot easier. But, uh, yeah, the first run I managed to, um, get to Alex after talking to two people, I think, uh, one was Ken, who is sort of your contact that was given in that, in that run is like the first person you should talk to, but other ones he'll vary it up uh, a bit. But I eventually found this dude who's like, uh, practicing his shooting. But when you get up to him, he's like, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, give me your guns and I'll talk to you sort of thing. Yeah. Which, uh, I had some people knocked out that had uh, multiple shotguns on them, so I was like, alright, I'll give you this gun and I'll just pick up one on the way back out. Mm. Uh sort of thing. Because you always want to be armed, but I've never really had to use guns except for that once I confronted one of the leaders. I had a Trank Dart gun. Yeah. Which uh after successive runs you unlock some more stuff to go in there. So like the the second run I pick like I had like five items available and I could pick three to start with. Mm. And so the frustrating thing with the inventory is, like, some items can stack and others don't. So, like, if I have, like, Metal Shards let you break uh, uh, the alert system in a specific area. Hmm. Uh, you can just go up to the box and just break it so it doesn't work at all. Um, there's an override box, so if you do have an alarm going on, you can kind of override it with that wire. Uh, what else? There's and those things, like, stack, but it's health box... Uh, what they call medical kits, uh, do not stack, so they take up a bunch of spots. There's alarm clocks that you can have as like a distraction thing. Those also yeah. take up one spot for each of them. So, like, some of that yeah. stuff is like, it's a shame this stuff can't stack. Because it just kind of limits you being able to, uh, collect things. But the other part of it is you're kind of picking up lots of, uh, notes and letters and such around the town, which can, give you more information about the call itself uh some of the people in it or uh some of the side quests that the specific people you can talk to have for you uh like i met one of the women uh teresa who was basically like uh you know we came here looking for a better life but they sent away the kids yeah and she just wanted to know where he was and so i went around and found this note that it's basically like uh they're in cuba at this specific place and she's like uh you know grateful for that because she was gonna you know leave when she had the the opportunity to get away without getting noticed sort of thing so there's a lot of cool stuff in there like that where you're kind of figuring out more about the the cult and exploring more of it because there's like a bunch of different places like the whole map is the same every time it's just where key people will be at and whether motivations and such might be will change a bit and uh, after you complete runs, there's, like, 19 endings you can get. So based on, like, the first time I just basically got the kid and got out. That's basically what I did. So that was mm-hmm. one of the endings. And I, I assume there are ones for, you know, getting to the kid not bringing him out, just escaping yourself, or helping out these different people uh, and getting other endings and such like that. But, the uh, like, the main issue I have is that the game, uh, as I found out afterwards, like, it's made largely by uh, like one or two people, a very small crew. So it very much feels like that because like the UI is very plain and basic. Uh, all the like while you're in the the town, you hear lots of chatter on the PA system, mm-hmm. a lot of propaganda and that, but also uh, a lot of weird stuff that is like their reasoning for why they left the U.S., why they don't like the U.S., and some of it's not actually wrong. Terms of like the the racism and all that, because it's like in the middle of the civil rights movement hmm. and all that. Yeah. How about and they're like disgusted by how people are fighting against the civil rights movement and all that. It's like yeah. yeah, that's that's not wrong what they're saying here. Then other points are you meet up with some people that are like yeah, I don't like that everybody has guns that they have so many guns here, and hear them talking like uh you know we've heard from people that they're worried about the guns. But the only way we can protect everybody is by arming everybody, which was very weird to play after the El Paso shooting had happened a few hours earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like oh this this is kind of just weird to be playing right now uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there, and it's at least on these easier difficulties, like the stealth isn't all that engaging, it's not all that complex uh it's basically you know just avoiding these vision cones. And when people, when you do run into people's vision cones, uh, just running away, uh, out of their, out of their sight and they don't chase you very much. Like I found a guy that was, had a black vision cone and meant he chases you very, uh, a very good distance, not yeah. a long, super long way, but, uh, more than the others. So it's like, so a lot of weird stuff I haven't necessarily figured out yet. Cause it just doesn't explain certain things that well. Mm. But, if they keep working on this game, that would be uh some good ways of just having like a lot of tips mm. way to use the access tips and such so you can like oh that's what this this is what the these colors specifically mean Cause otherwise you're just kind of inferring yeah uh some of that stuff but yeah it's it's a pretty neat game uh it's on sale right now on all the platforms. I like get a switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, Mac. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fifteen, fifteen ninety nine, twenty percent off mm-hmm. for the launch. For the, I think it's about the ninth is when it's done being on sale. Uh, but it's neat. I would say definitely don't check it out if you're not into, like, a game where you're kind of expected to run through it a few times.
0: Yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah. And uh, especially if you're needing to be like super. Uh, polished in both presentation and mechanics, uh, but if you're interested in checking out something that's kind of fairly different from everything else out there, it's pretty interesting for that mm-hmm. um, and yeah that was uh that's a pretty fun stream to do uh, and yeah like the some of the weird stuffs like they explain the 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 vision cone stuff kind of being that you're this is kind of shoddy, mm-hmm. uh, trying to blend in. So uh, you can go into the town and find—I found at least one other—that just makes the vision cone smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of stuff. And I like, eventually I ran into somebody too closely, and they either like just falls off or something, or it just breaks. Whatever, whatever the reasoning they explain for you not having it anymore, like you get compromised. And yeah. so you go back to the old, uh, outfit sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting game. it feels like something only like a couple people could make, cause otherwise they would probably not go in this, like this kind of direction. I think. Yeah. I think it would be a little more safer game as far as like the story being kind of very much like a Jonestown kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that's a, it's a pretty neat game. And uh, I've been playing some other stuff. Uh, Hitman Two. I've been playing a bit of. They put out a new sniper map, uh, which is set in Siberia,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where you have uh, a prisoner that is, I guess, like super uh, rich, and so he's bought off uh, guards and such. And he has like his own like militia, a like, group of guards that are kind of protecting him in the prison. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of set to take out no, all those guards he's paid off as well as him and the, and the warden who's all been paid off. Um, and along the way, you're kind of setting off uh, riots, uh, which can let you kill some of the guards and their bodies just fall in the middle there and they get technically hidden that way. Um, that's pretty neat. They've been doing some good stuff with that sniper uh, mode. In a way that's the uh, the mobile game just really isn't all that fun to play with uh, touch screen controls. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've also been playing some Unravel since I have EA access on uh, PS4. And that game is pretty fun. Uh, it's it looks really good uh, for what it is, which is kind of just a puzzle platformer. You're kind of this little yarn creature that has become sentient. And as you're moving around the levels, you, uh, lose some of that yarn. And so along the way you uh, reach these points where there's like a new, there's like a nail that has a bunch of yarn tied to it. And somehow that allows you to extend your, uh, reach to the next area sort of thing. So along the way you're kind of using your yarn as like a grappling hook to get up into trees and all that sort of stuff. And it just, it's uh, a really fun kind of game, uh, not one that I've been uh, enjoying enough to play like for hours on end, but it's a good... like I'll play for like 30 minutes or so,
1: yeah.
2: and I get in a good section of this level, and then uh come back to it later, sort of thing. Uh, and that's been kind of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's get to
0: the news. And, uh, I think probably one of the bigger stories this week was uh, the ESA breach. Uh, which uh, yeah, accidentally sort of exposed about the 2,000 uh, journalists' personal information, including you know uh, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses.
1: Uh, oh, gee, there is, you know no you know angry, vindictive nerds would never use that information, now would they? No,
2: of course not. Uh, that's, that's... Oh yeah, when it's uh, first spotted by a YouTuber that uh, is in deep with. Uh Kotaku in action, and some of the other groups like that that uh like to do harassment mm-hmm. uh she i believe found this it had been up for like months actually yeah mm-hmm. uh nobody noticed really until she didn't before she uh she alerted the e s a about this she let her cronies know so they could be able to download it
0: I don't know that's then, not what i that's actually not what I've heard
2: yep that's uh yeah, it says right here. Uh, ESA has removed the spreadsheet from its site, but it did not do that before other people were able to download it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's like what
2: she was uh, definitely doing uh, beforehand. She's a very much a, a gamer gator. Hmm.
0: Well, whatever the whatever the case is, whether the ESA knew or not, because uh, uh, I have heard the ESA actually like knew about this a month ago and they didn't do anything about it.
2: Uh, yeah. which would be worse. Uh, I or, think they didn't know it was going public, like that other people knew, essentially. Uh, uh, and that's well, like what she was doing when she published this video of hers. Yeah, well, announcing it, this. Uh,
0: it, if you're going to store the personal information of 2,000 journalists, doing so on a publicly accessible web server on a spreadsheet with no password doesn't seem like a really good practice to me. Uh, So, you know, it's... What What the fuck, guys? Uh, yeah. Considering a lot of these, well, uh, I don't know about the percentage, but there were a good few of these people who were from the UK and Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, So that's now GDPR violation. Yay! Which means lawsuits.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find the letter from that the ESA sent out to the people that got affected by this. Because it was just pure bullshit. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Yeah.
0: uh, My my thinking on this is kind of like... uh, Well, if uh, the attendance of E3 this year didn't kill it, I think this just might have. Because I don't think anybody's going to trust the ESA
2: now. Yeah. And it's like the main people that you have covering and attending it, like analysts and journalists, like, Oh, Hey, uh, this is, uh, you know, a good thing to do, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. like, Hey, we, you know, like a lot of your media and such, uh, especially I would hope publishers would be like, yeah, we can't, you can up you know, appear here, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that you guys don't treat your, uh, Exhibitors' information that well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this wasn't even the exhibitors' information. This was uh, attendees. Oh, well, it's for so, exhibitors. Yeah.
2: But, it was for them to be able to contact people about announcements and such. Right. It,
0: it does beg the question, though. It's like if there's a spreadsheet for uh for uh of all these of all these people then wouldn't maybe there's a spreadsheet of all the uh exhibitors there for for other for internal uses exactly so yeah uh this is this is gonna have some longer running ramifications that people want to admit uh mm-hmm. yeah for me this yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah it's like it's not the... a good look
0: to put it mildly.
2: Yeah, and if the publisher – because the publisher is essentially running the ESA, mm-hmm. uh, they would be really – it would be really a good idea for them to be like, all right, we need to shut you down and start this all over again because mm-hmm. there's no reason to have these specific people that are incompetent uh, running this whole thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, they actually just they, hired a new ESA chairman like not not too long ago. So I don't yeah. think that was, like, this was uh, on his watch, so to speak.
2: Uh, no, so but it's, it's also on his watch. It's still. on his watch now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, here's the email that they got. Hmm. Registered E3 journalist. The Entertainment and Software Association was made aware yesterday of a website vulnerability on the ex- Exhibitor Portal section of the E3 website. Unfortunately, a vulnerability was exploited and that list became public. We regret this happened and are sorry. We provide ESA members and exhibitors a media list on a password-protected exhibitor site so they can invite you to E3 press events, connect with you for interviews, and let you know what they are showcasing. For more than 20 years, there has never been an issue. When we found out, we took down the E3 exhibitor portal and ensured the media list was no longer available on the E3 website. Again, we apologize for the inconvenience and have already taken steps to ensure this will not happen again. Thank you, Entertainment Software Association.
0: Yeah, that's BS and an outright lie.
2: And it's like, this offers no, uh, recourse for what happened.
0: No, <laughs> like
2: not. we're not going to help you with any issues you might have no, we're, as a result we're. of this for having to change your phone numbers or emails or any of this stuff or move. Yeah.
0: Some people will help like, you.
2: hopefully a lot of these people I think use their business, hmm. uh, uh, addresses and such Yeah, well, but a lot of people work from home
0: yeah exactly
2: yeah, uh,
0: yeah. and yes, as for this uh, whole password protected thing that's an outright lie uh, yeah Sid actually uh, <laughs> proved to that by doing a 30 second google search and ending up with a document from the ESA's website uh, straight from the google link mm-hmm. so it, it there's really not a vulnerability it's like complete incompetence is uh is what you're seeing here. So. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not really much else we could uh, could say about that. It's um the ESA just did a real stupid thing, mm-hmm. and uh, now know. a lot of people are affected by it.
1: Mm. Mm. So
2: yeah, so I think the whole thing was that the uh, they removed the uh, the link to that file, but the file still was itself was still accessible on the site. Uh after mm-hmm. the after the woman published that on the video on YouTube. <laughs> well
0: if the file was still accessible then it didn't remove it. Mm-hmm. Oh. well they
2: removed the the way you access it, but if you knew the 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 URL for it I guess you could probably access it that way.
0: Yeah, which you, like
2: direct, you didn't went, have yeah. to
0: do a whole hell of a lot to find. You just had to Google search. Yeah. And find it. <laughs> so yeah. This is just I, – I mean, I, I'm I, I'm unemployed, and I could have figured out three different ways of doing this better. So uh, mm-hmm. screw these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel bad for all the people who are now going to be at on the uh, receiving end of a whole lot of harassment because somebody wasn't doing their job properly.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm. As I before this, you'd have to do a lot of work just to figure out, okay – Where's their address, their phone's all like that, that stuff's all online yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go looking for it. And here's just like, oh, this is a handy list, yeah, of everybody we well, uh, target. Gamer Gators don't like.
0: Yeah. So. And uh, speaking of things people don't like, the Epic Game Store is uh, in the news a lot lately.
1: Yeah. As, so the and uh, not for good reasons.
0: Yeah, this is. Um, this is the Ooblets, uh Well, developers mm-hmm. uh, decided that they're going to go Epic exclusive, and um, they're basically going no fucks given and being as condescending and patronizing to their uh, fan base as possible. Yeah, uh, uh, which I'm sure went uh, over really well. There, no. Um, wow! Did you look at this blog post? Because it is insane.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, it's like uh, we know you guys are ugly, but let's be, let's uh, you know, look in perspective. Let's some things that you should be angry about: climate change, yeah. uh, the new, you know, the new UI from on Twitter. Yeah, which it's, I admit, you know, uh, I I agree, but
0: yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is yes, that all but... it
1: really does is deflect. It yeah. it doesn't. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the God. whole yes, but uh, arg- argument just doesn't, doesn't really hold a lot of water to me. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can be upset about that and also be upset about this. <laughs> uh, but it also kind of bears the question because they pretty much like admitted at this point that they got a nice fat check from Epic. Uh, and they don't give a fuck because uh, their, their income is kind of assured at this point. So oh, that's the deal. Yeah, and that's the deal. They have certain like, sales
3: um certain sales expectations and Epic will um fill in
0: whatever they don't make. Yeah, which means that they don't actually have to give a fuck about producing a quality game anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So um so that's that's a great, great way of uh, you know, ingratiating yourselves to your fans by just basically telling them to fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that line. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, I I, I, I know it might be hard to uh, download a free thing that uh, will let you access access the game, but I believe in you. Uh, I, I, it just, I, I just want to grab the guy by the cuff and just start smacking him in the face. Oh. Just, oh, dear God,
3: you weren't about to say cuff and face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Oh God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so something tells me Epic is going to have to reevaluate their uh, deals at this point because, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of starting to look like maybe doing these kind of payouts uh, might not be as beneficial as they think uh, because mm-hmm. it, because it could very literally lower the bar to quality. Uh, so that's, uh, something to think about. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's get to some better news. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the PS4 has uh, reached 100 million units sold. That's, wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it's, it's a rare number. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Wii and the PS2 are, uh, among the ones that have reached it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's done it a little bit, uh, sooner than the PS, than the Wii and PS2 did.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, by about two months.
0: Yeah, yeah, two months is two months. Yeah. It's uh, also kind of interesting to note that about half of uh, PS4 game sales are digital now. So, I guess in this day and age, that shouldn't really surprise us too much. But
2: mm-hmm. it's, yeah, there's way more digital-only games.
0: Yeah, there's that too. Uh, but I'm figuring a lot of retail-like purchases are being bought that way now too. Yep. Uh, so uh it's nice. I mean it kind of like when you see 100 million consoles sold and that's that's a big number. Uh you're also seeing uh that you know the console sales in general right now are slowing down because we're at the tail end of a generation. Uh yeah. so you know the fact that in one generation Sony has managed to hit 100 million Mhm. Uh that's not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Mm. Consoles are still relevant, folks. You know, we haven't—we're uh, oh. not all on Google Stadia yet, and God damn it, I don't think we ever will be. But anyways, oh. mm. Uh Chris, you want to talk about No Man's Sky?
2: Oh yeah, the—they announced when No Man's Sky Beyond will be out, which mm. is going to be August fourteenth, uh, just under two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, they still haven't mm-hmm. detailed a ton about what's going to be in it, but we know the the major upgrades of their social multiplayer stuff is going to be in that, as well as their VR uh, support.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think for over the next two weeks, they're going to be detailing more of that stuff, because uh, there's a third major pillar of this update that has not been revealed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to be, but uh, in this article, they just linked to a bunch of uh, initial impressions from when they had the, the VR stuff. A uh, little press event for that back in April. So not really a ton of new stuff, but uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, a huge update coming out in about two weeks. Yeah, yeah.
0: all right. Uh, we also got delays for Destiny Two uh, updates. It looks like.
2: Yep, uh, their new lights update and Shadowkeep the expansion uh, will be out October first instead of the September seventeenth. So about two weeks. There and they're basically their whole rationale is we are independent. Uh, this is more important to get this right than to get it out as soon as possible. And that they are kind of wanting to get this right, and so the extra time will get them a little bit more uh, time to work on this stuff,
0: which is a big change to what they were saying last year,
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, they also announced like a couple more dates stuff for uh, their – let's see, the world first for the new raid Garden of Salvation will start on October 5th. Uh, let's see, they're extending the Moments of Triumph, which is sort of their event they do uh, every year, I guess, hmm. uh, or at least for the, each of the, the main expansions for Destiny and Destiny 2. Uh, it's going to be ending September 17th uh this year. So they'll have three more weeks to work on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh see so they're gonna have another Iron Banner event the week of September seventeenth. And their cross save stuff is gonna happen later this summer. So yeah. they'll get that out before Shadowkeep Keep and New Light uh launches so people can get their their all their stuff figured out mm. ahead of time.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Yeah, Concrete Genie. Uh, we got a date for that, uh, October eighth.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's let's uh, let's... October eighth. It's going to be thirty bucks. We mm-hmm. have a special edition or a deluxe edition for forty bucks. That includes. Uh, let's see. What does it say? Digital soundtrack, digital art book. Uh, some uh, extra design stuff and dynamic dynamic theme uh, as well as the avatars and dynamic theme that come with the pre-order itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have two PlayStation VR modes uh, in it at launch as well as a uh, photo mode mm. which is kind of perfectly made for that kind of game. Yeah, And uh, I also saw that they uh, for their art stuff they worked with uh, Media Molecule uh, who sort of helped them integrate some of their dreams tech yeah. into working on that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. This, this one looks really interesting. So I'm going yeah. to give this one a look. Hmm. Uh, what else we have here? Well, delays for NBA Live 20. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Yeah.
2: Uh, it's going to be out late 2019. Uh, and kind of this weird a uh, place where EA is in where there, we know there's a new Need for Speed a new Plants for Zombies game and a new NBA Live and none of them been officially revealed oh. yet mm. none of them have dates or anything like that I think they've said they're probably going to be announcing Need for Speed at uh, Gamescom this uh, next couple weeks yeah but it's like okay these are like three of your big games for the fall where are they at <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, if they're just waiting for Gamescom just to make the announcement, that makes that makes some sense. Yeah, uh, uh, but if they're not announcing them because they're uh, they're like started overhauling them already, um, mm-hmm. you know that could yeah. be another thing that's that's going on.
2: Yeah, I think for NBA Live, they've said they are kind of working on a specific thing for it,
0: hmm.
2: which may be them going free to play with it. Which be. could be an interesting way to get that game out there. Yeah. Because just competing with uh, NBA 2K, even on price, because they've launched the last two games at 40 bucks if you pre-ordered it. Yeah. It's been cheap uh, a lot when on sale. That mm-hmm. hasn't really made too much of a dent because 2K is just this juggernaut that they can't really uh, fuck it up in any way to get people to stop buying it.
0: Which is weird, because they've been like throwing video ads into the game and doing all kinds of weird shit that are pissing people off,
2: but they keep playing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, free-to-play would be an interesting thing mm. to do, especially if they can get the the monetization right on it. Yeah. Because it's been pretty good for the, the last two games, where there's not really any... They don't really exploit uh, the game out that way. That, like, mm. NB2K does where you're like, create a character, you can just pay money to get more experience for it.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, but here it's been, uh, you know, you just keep playing, you, your character gets better, uh, and you get more stuff without really having to invest any money in it if you don't want to. Yeah,
0: it's almost like they're making mm. a video game.
2: Yeah. Mm. And one that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm. So.
0: All right, another uh, news uh, for uh, those of you who have Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscriptions. Uh, you're going to get a trial uh, mode, well, a trial time for uh, Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts uh, on the seventh. Uh, is that on the seventh of August yet? Yeah. Seventh to the thirteenth of August, you'll be able to download and play that one for free.
2: Oh. And they'll be having a sale for it as well from the eighth to the twentieth. For thirty three percent off,
1: hmm. yeah,
2: you know, very generous price. Oh yeah,
0: well, from uh, Nintendo,
2: yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very
0: generous for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, forty
2: bucks for a game that's at least like what a year and a half old at this point.
0: Something like that, yeah. When the oh, hell did
2: that game come out? It was last summer, uh, June twenty eighteen. Hmm. Yeah, about fifteen months old.
0: Yeah. yeah, but Nintendo games never go on sale, so <laughs> when you do, yeah. Yeah, I thirty-three yeah. percent is probably as low as you're gonna go. So,
2: yeah, that's yeah. kind of the weird, like hostage situation you are with uh, Nintendo sales.
0: Yeah,
2: it's like ah, oh, I, I want this, but you're only giving me it for forty bucks instead of maybe thirty or twenty. <laughs> uh damn it! I'll give you the blood money. <laughs>
0: well, at least you're getting quality out of it. So there's that. Yeah, usually. Usually. Yeah. Uh, and last story before we get into our uh, t- talks about uh, Evo this year, uh, yeah, yeah Metal Revolution is a uh, fighting game developed by a Chinese developer uh, called uh, Next. Uh, it's been available on Steam for a little while, and like I haven't checked it out because it was on Steam. Uh, yeah. but now it's coming to the PS4, and this is a robot, uh, you know, a robot fighting game. Uh when I saw it, I'm looking at like, wow, this kind of sorta of reminds me a little bit of One Must Fall. Yeah. So Oh, that's old school. Yeah. Yeah. It kinda it kinda gave me that little that that vibe. So I'm like, huh, you know, well this is coming to the PS4, so uh I think I'll probably be giving this one a look. Um it certainly looks a hell of a lot better than One Must Fall ever did, but it's well, yeah. uh, it seems to have that vibe. Uh, yeah, so, uh, check that one out. I mean, I'm all for indie fighting games, um, especially Mm -hmm. when they're done right, but we'll give this one a look when it uh, shows up on a PS4. I'm going to try to probably get a code for it and see what it's all about. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into, uh, the Evo topics of the day. Uh, Pat, uh, hit me up here.
3: Yeah, the first one here is actually prior to Evo, um... Well, oh, yeah, we. I changed the order of some news. So, (laughs) um, so World Warriors, um, has. We finally got our, um, our trailer out to detail the site changes and, uh, what games are going to be in and out. And so, to the video library, um, which is the, you know, indexed match video archive that you can search by players, characters, events, matchups, and so mm-hmm. on. Um, we're adding Killer Instinct, Guilty mm-hmm. Gear XX, Accent Core Plus R, mm-hmm. and Blaze Blue Central Fiction. With um Tekken Five Dark Resurrection coming to an end of support and Street Fighter V and Tekken 7 being removed entirely until they reach their final content updates. Um, so that is going to keep all of the content in the video library evergreen, and um, hopefully this will be the the lineup for the foreseeable future at least. Uh-huh. Um, in addition to that the historical record is being repurposed in order to uh, support two kinds of games. One, in which the content is not evergreen, but the games are still very relevant to the current fighting game landscape. Mm -hmm. And two, for games that have a team-based format that does not lend itself well to uh, the video library in general. So, with um, with that in mind, obviously Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition and Tekken Seven will be on that list of twelve games, mm-hmm. um, alongside Mortal Kombat Eleven, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur Two or Soul Calibur Six. I'm sorry, Fighting EX Layer, King of Fighters 14, Capcom vs SNK 2. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and Tekken Tag Tournament. Hmm. So that should cover pretty much um, every corner of the fighting genre as it is today and still strike that balance between the old school and the new school that I really want to emphasize with this
0: site um, as we move forward. Yeah. And reminder: the only reason that Samurai Showdown is in the historical record is because it's not in its final state. Yep, that that um, that is a game I hope has a long
3: competitive life, and I hope someday to add it to the video library because it certainly has that promise. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: alrighty, so let's move on from there, and uh, we got some announcements to talk about. Uh, so, uh, Riot Games and Radiant Entertainment announced uh, they're doing a fighting game.
1: Mhm. Which uh, uh, it then causes? Is it going to be a completely original, or is it going to be just a League of Legends fighting game?
3: Well, they they acquired Tom Cannon Studio to make this, hmm. and so I'm guessing they're going to be as far away from League of Legends as they can possibly get. Um, but obviously at this point we know very little. Yeah, yeah. like nothing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like don't get me wrong. If they, uh, you know, a League of Legends based fighting game definitely would have potential. But...
0: Yeah. yeah, there's enough cool characters there that you could do it with. But oh yeah, um, yeah.
1: But I think but, they yeah, had they to get.
3: Re- I think yeah, had they had to get it- Tom Cannon Studio involved um, just to uh, keep the fighting game community from balking at the very mention of Riot. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, is the issue. So, you know, it, yeah, uh, the the problem is we really don't know any more than that. Yeah. So pretty much but anything. it got announced
3: to Evo. hmm so, Yeah. Um, it's a thing that's going to happen, and we'll probably hear more next year. Yeah. hmm
0: Yeah. So, yeah, keep your eyes on that. Uh then we got uh Steam accidentally leaking the uh <laughs> Street Fighter Five DLC lineup. Uh, yeah.
3: Um E Honda, Poison and Lucia Morgan coming on yeah. uh Monday, I believe.
1: So, you know, obviously everyone knows who Honda is. But yeah um, he's he's like an OG classic.
3: Mm. Uh the only one that was still missing from Street Fighter Five as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, of course, there's Poison, and everybody, you know, she first, I'm pretty sure she first became playable uh, from, what was it, Street Fighter X Tekken?
3: Yep. Um, uh, if you don't know her from Final Fight, you know her from that or from Ultra Street Fighter Four. so. Yeah. She's quickly becoming a Street Fighter mainstay, and this is um, not really a surprise edition.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it
3: is a surprise edition. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is, is Lucia, who is a character that has not, I don't think, has been seen since her one and only playable appearance in Final Fight 3.
3: Right. Yep. <laughs> Although I, I want to point out, I was on this show a couple years ago saying how awesome it would be if she was included in Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Oh, so. there's your answer. <laughs> there we go. She yeah. There. Now, um, there are conspiracy theories that have persisted throughout the week. It sounded like Ono was going to Hightail it back to Japan Based on his tweets and everything He's still in Las Vegas He was actually just on stage At, um, at Evo But I can't say that He announced anything. think at least no trailer was shown
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, There are conspiracy theories abound um, Just because um, He stuck around in Vegas And Katsuhiro Harada Was... Tweeting, oh no, there was no leak. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, um, there are theories about what's going on. Um, however, Valve has owned up to what happened. They said, yeah, uh, Capcom gave us this trailer. We were not supposed to run it until um Sunday night. Uh, we ran it Wednesday anyway. <laughs> we- and <laughs> yeah, and we're really sorry about that. So, um. I don't expect that we'll get any more Street Fighter 5 announcements tonight. I would like to be pleasantly surprised, but I'd at the same time, if there was even the, the slightest implication that um, that this was all planned, then I, I, I would say fuck everyone who was involved. Okay. Um, but the character pass drops tomorrow, but the characters are available piecemeal today. I'm not sure if that's right now or if it'll be after Top 8, but... Mm. Um, that's
0: where we are with that. Okay. Yeah. So Street Fighter 5 keeps on developing. Um uh, there's probably a few years left in this one. So
3: Yeah, um they haven't really done themselves any favors with their um DLC timetable this year mm-hmm. and all the radio silence. But it it still draws players, it still um it still draws views. Uh, I wouldn't say that Street Fighter's in the healthiest um, state that it's ever been in, but um, Street Fighter Five is going to keep rolling from the looks of it.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see, you know, what happens between now and Capcom Cup.
0: Yeah. And uh let's see what else so we got an announcement. Uh new Undernight in birth, the XC, late C L okay, this is getting clear. ridiculous now.
1: Exactly. That's what the I was birth, like XC. they are intentionally screwing with us now.
0: Yeah.
3: Well it's um it, it's the same studio that gave us Melty Blood Actress again current code. Yeah. <laughs> and so um yeah, it's Undernight Inbirth xl late, Clear <laughs> and it's coming early next year. Um, they haven't announced platforms yet, so that might be for an arcade release. It was announced after um after the Undernight top eight at Evo. Um it's adding one character whose name escapes me at the moment, and they're saying over a thousand balance changes from the current version, so this is going to be a very hard tuned revision. Hmm. And um, it, if you know French bread titles um, and you know how good they are at balancing when they really put their
0: minds to it, this is something to look forward to. Mm. Yeah. I should, I should point out for uh, – well, yeah, you can still get it now. If you download this podcast on Sunday, it, you can still get uh, Under Night In Birth uh, X latest. uh oh. For free on Steam to play for tonight and tomorrow, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you download it less later than that, then sorry, you're out of luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but get it, play it; it's worth having. Yeah. Uh, so we got DB Fighters Z news: new characters, Janemba. Um, this was part of a leak. Uh, nothing
3: that, um, nothing that we didn't know about ahead of time. He will be released on the eighth. Which is Thursday. With um with Fusion Gogeta and uh Super Saiyan Blue Broly uh confirmed for later. So that rounds out pretty much what the data mine confirmed about the the second fighter's pass. But um I'm happy to see this game continue to get supported because it looked like it was about to fall off with um a lot of tournaments getting, um, refused to, uh, to run it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a legal snarl with Shueisha, but that seems to have all been cleared up now. And, uh, with Katsuhiro Harada being, uh, Bandai Namco's esports overseer, um, yeah, the game seems to be in a really good place now. And, um, Tomoko Hiroki seems to be um, really excited about the future of it as well. She should be. Mm. So,
0: yeah.
3: So, well, that was announced last night. Yeah, and we have some just breaking news. Yep. Yeah. Um, earlier in the show, when I, um, you might have noticed a, a lengthy span where I cut away for a moment, and that was because Toshimichi Mori took the stage after Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle of Grand Finals and showed off a new trailer, um, show announcing that there will be nine new characters in a sweeping update for blaze blue cross tag battle coming November 21st. Um, the, the first character will be Yumi from Sanron Kagura. So, um, that rumor was true. Um, the next two characters, confirm a data mine that got out recently f- that Akatsuki Blitzkampf which is a Japanese indie fighter that not a lot of people even probably know about um, we're getting Akatsuki and Blitz tank from that mm-hmm. as well as Neapolitan from Ruby as part of a um an upcoming pack of nine characters and so um again this is all coming uh November 21st and I'm happy to see this game keep on. It's um it's one of the funner current games out there and is even though I'm I haven't put the time into it that I wish I could have. Um I it's definitely really enjoyable and I can't wait to see what it grows into um in the months
0: ahead. Yeah. It's also um, one of the more approachable of the team fighters so
3: it really is and yeah. um and it does it in a way that you don't feel like um you're being robbed for the time that you put in you don't feel like you're being penalized having to uh to give up wins to um lesser players hmm. so um yeah it, it's just super intuitive it's really well designed Um, Toshimichi Mori has a real winner here, and um, according to him, there's another Arc System Works announcement of some kind coming later tonight. Um, I don't know when it would be, because that was Arc System Works' last game on the EVO lineup.
2: Hmm. Uh.
3: So, um, yeah, who knows what's coming, or we'll see. um, This definitely breaks the usual um evo scheduling expectation so maybe um maybe they'll wrap up with um with smash finals and just invite a whole bunch of creators out there for announcements who knows yeah could be
0: would be a good way to do it cuz you got a you know pretty substantial indie presence there this year yep so mhm So uh, yeah, I I think we got a show for this week, guys.
3: Yeah, Yeah, pretty uh, much. Probably for next week too, if things (laughs) things play out the way they're looking.
0: Like, yeah. Uh And we still got uh, Gamescom to look forward to, so we got more Mm -hmm. of the bigger games to to show up there as well. So we are in trade show season. Yes, we are. Pretty much. Yeah. So. All right, so I'd like to remind everybody, if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so on anchor.fm slash Day Zero Update. Check us out there and hit the button and subscribe on your favorite platform of choice. For Patrick Mifflin, Chris Sologi, and Brandon Perkins, I've been Filippo Donolfo, and we'll see you next week.